Welcome to GovCast. I am your host, Managing Editor Amy Kluber. Managing the technologies for internal uses at any agency is no easy feat. And even more complex is when those systems are public-facing. At the Securities and Exchange Commission in particular, a system called the Electronic Data Gathering Analysis and Retrieval System, or EDGAR, allows the public to receive, process, and disseminate a large breadth of financial statements, all crucial aspects to the overall mission of protecting investors and maintaining our markets. Today, CIO David Bottom, recently appointed to the position, discusses how the agency is thinking about technology and IT at that, plus his path to the agency from the intelligence realm. David, thanks so much for joining us on the show. I'm looking forward to getting into your role and your path to the SEC. Hi, Amy. Thanks. I'm I'm happy to be here today. So you were recently appointed to your role. What are you responsible for and what are your priorities? Sure. So so yeah, I, I started with the SEC in January. So first and foremost, responsible for supporting the agency's mission to do that, to you know, deliver the necessary technology and, and analytic services that enables the, the SEC and the people that comprise the SEC to really execute a complex portfolio. So when you think about the broad range of the SEC's mission, you know, informing and protecting investors, facilitating capital formation, making sure that we're enforcing federal securities laws, making sure that we're regulating the, the securities markets, and then providing data for folks to make educated decisions. All of that is a you know, really complex undertaking, requires technology to, to make that work for the people that, that have to execute on that mission and to make sure we're, we're delivering data not only internally to the SEC, but also to the public. So as the CIO, you know, supporting all, all of that wide variety of mission you know, with, with the necessary technology and, and the necessary analytics to, to make sure that the agency functions on a day-to-day basis. What brought you to the agency? I know you have a, a bit of a private sector background. So what brought you here? I'd come right back to mission. I think the SCC is a, a wonderful organization. When you think about the, the broad range of missions that I just talked to, the focus of the agency on on the public and making sure that the securities markets are, are working. When, when you come right down to it, that's you know, really the foundation for our national security is, is economic security, and the SEC just plays a, a key role in that. And that just spoke to me from my background in the Defense Department and the intelligence community where I was focused on homeland security in particular. This is just really an extension of that. And it's an, in, it's an industry I wanted to learn more about, and the, the people that, that are at the agency are terrific. So with an opportunity to work with a terrific group of people, learn about an industry that's you know fundamental to the U.S. and to be able to contribute my skills and experience to that. There are some tangents with your prior role at DHS. What are some things that you think are carrying over from your time at DHS into your current role? Sure. So, so, so I think you know things that carry over from a DHS perspective. When you look at the department, the you know the Department of Homeland Security mission of protecting the homeland. You know, a lot of that carries over. DHS is predominantly a law enforcement organization, certainly you know, comprised of a, a lot of talented people that work in Customs and Border, Transportation Security Administrations, Immigration and Customs Informants, Enforcement, you know, certainly, again, you know, focused on law enforcement and focused on homeland security. All of that requires data and, and technology for those folks to make informed decisions and to protect us. My experience is there in delivering those solutions to the folks that are on the front lines working within the Office of Intelligence Analysis. So our folks in, in INA could work and produce intelligence assessments and information 
for officers to, to make more informed decisions, liaising across government to make sure that we had the whole of government view on matters is things that carry over to the SEC's mission. So when you think about it, law enforcement and law investigations, very similar workflow. Certainly the, the environment is different, but the tradecraft is the same, right? So being, you know, being able to equip folks to, to go through their investigative process, whether it's you know, from a DHS context or an SEC context that, or, or an intelligence community context, that there's a lot of commonality there. Taking into account all these things with the data you're managing and the important role that the SEC has, do you think you have a bit of a unique position compared to the rest of government agencies? No and yes. I would say no from a technology standpoint. The challenges are exactly the same. How do we leverage the capabilities that the marketplace is delivering? So just like every other federal agency, we're, we're migrating to the cloud, we're adopting managed services. So those, those challenges are the same. We have legacy IT that we're, that we're dealing with. People need to log on every day to be productive. So all of those are the, are the same. I would say where we do differ is, is in the volume of data that, that we manage, right? So you know, we, we think about the trillions of dollars of investor assets that the SEC oversees. There's a lot of data associated with that, both in volume and transactions. And you know, keeping track of all that, I think, does set the SEC apart from some of our sister and brother agencies across the federal government. How would you describe technology impacting the way the SEC operates? I think it's expectations. So, you know, when, when you take a look at what's going on in the commercial marketplace, our customers and partners within the SEC, their technology expectations are basically set with their private experience. So when you think about how we interact with technology on a day-to-day -day basis, you know, on the way over here, we use Google Maps on, on our phone. It was a pretty seamless experience that, that got us to, to where we want to be. That, that sets the bar for folks coming to work every day. So, so there's a expectations that, that set based on our interaction with, with technology in, in, the, in, the, in the private sense. So, I mean, there's the, you know, certainly expectations are set. When we come to work every day, we've, we've had some experience in, in interaction with technology that, that's helped us make, make better decisions. And I think the same is true at work, right? So we're, we're at expectation setting. So for folks that are coming to work, you know, the expectation is the answer is somewhere in the data. It's up to us to find, you know, to deliver the technology solution that that enables that answer. So that is how technology, I think, is transforming how people work and, and what what their expectations are. And it's you know certainly on us and the CIO team to keep up with that, right? So to, to understand what people's expectations are, know that the answer is somewhere in the data, and it's up to us to you know deliver the tools and capabilities for folks to get to the answer quickly. And you know, and if I could go back to my intelligence days. It's all good to have the right answer, but you need it at, at the right time in order to make a decision. So timeliness is a critical factor here. So how is the SEC approaching something like automation? So we're thinking about it in two ways. And the first way I would, I would think about it is in, in terms of service delivery. So we leverage a lot of the same platforms that, that our partners in government and, and industry leverage. So we leverage, you know, leverage ServiceNow, we, we leverage Salesforce. So, you know, to deliver the same experiences that, that we're used to in our private lives. So the basis for a lot of that is automation. We want to make sure that we're not automating a, a bad process. It doesn't necessarily do a lot of good to automate a process that, that might be broken. So, you know, the first part of that is, is to make sure that we're doing the right process reengineering. That's term that was in vogue for, for a number of years and is kind of, kind of recently coming back into, into vogue. But let's make sure we have the process right and then digitize it. And the idea there is if it is a repeatable process, I mean, we repeat it quite frequently, 
that's a good candidate for automation. And it does free up folks to, to focus on kind of the higher, higher level tasks, right? And that's one of uh, Suzette Kentz, who's the federal chief information officer, that, that's one of her tenets on automation is to make sure that, you know, we're automating the right things and to free up folks to do higher level work, right? So think about the problems, spend more time with our customers to understand their problems so we're delivering better solutions. So that's the service delivery piece. On the mission side of the house, there's a lot of work to be done, you know, particularly in the data world, right? So how can we automate the processes that are necessary for data that comes into the agency to condition it, get it ready for analysis, get it to, to where it needs to be from a person standpoint, you know, make sure we're delivering that information to the right person so they can do analysis on it. As you can imagine, that's, you know, fairly repetitive tasks. So applying machine learning towards those tasks is a critical enabler for us, particularly as I, as I you know, talked about earlier, just the volumes of, of data that we're dealing with. So that's the second part of the automation. And then on the analytics side itself, one of the virtues of, of automation, and you touched on machine learning and artificial intelligence earlier, is the idea about you know, lowering the cost of curiosity, right? So one of the benefits of machine learning and AI is that you can process a whole lot of data much more quickly than a person could. So that ability to ask a question, to do an interrogative across large data sets and get an answer back in a timely fashion is possible now where, where it wasn't possible before. So, you know, that would be the kind of the third leg of the stool when, when you think about machine learning and automation and its impact on, on the people in the SEC. Do you see this type of technology ever being a detriment? Because we hear about the machine learning that goes into the computers that are running all these algorithms to do like automated trading. So how, how are you thinking about that? Well, I think we need to think about it from a make sure that we're looking and we get the outcome that we're looking for, right? So machine learning and, and AI is not a replacement for a person, first and foremost. So a person should, should be in the loop before a decision or an action is taken, particularly from my experiences in, in DHS and, and in, the, in the community and the intelligence community always have a person being in the loop to actually you know, make, make a decision. I think AI and machine learning can certainly recommend, and we need to do our homework there to make sure that the recommendations are sound. So that's, I think, an important way to, to look at that is that these are tools to augment a person, not, not replace a person, you know, you know, particularly as we make a decision. Now, you mentioned earlier legacy systems. How is the SEC thinking about what the future of its IT posture looks like? So the future of our IT posture, it's going to be driven by, you know, certainly the, the mission needs needs of the agency and, you know, how we need to protect our assets, you know, particularly, you know, from a data standpoint, we do manage a lot of sensitive data. So we, we need to take the appropriate steps to, to protect that data. That's going to drive, you know, some, some of our technology choices. We touched on the, all of the automation that's possible now with, with managed services. That's certainly going to drive, drive our choices and in terms of those, those services that we adopt. So taking that risk-managed approach to make sure that we're doing the appropriate levels of protection for the data that we're responsible for managing and also being able to leverage the capabilities that the marketplace has to offer, particularly in a, in a managed services world where we're able to adopt at a much lower cost because it's a shared service, so we're not incurring the whole cost, is how we're thinking about technology moving forward. And the key there, I think, is to come back to balancing the mission needs of the agency with our responsibilities to secure the data that we have. SEC has a very public-facing responsibility in the sense that anybody should be able to look up certain reports, like the financial reports that are 
required of companies to submit on an annual or periodic basis. So tell me about the EDGAR system. Well, I think that's the, you know, the, the system that, you know, the SEC uses to make sure that the public has access to the information that is publicly available, right? So, so we want to make sure that investors are educated and they have the data that's necessary in order for them to, to make informed decisions. And EDGAR is, is the system that we use to, to execute on that. So when you think about that system and you think about the responsibilities of the agency, all of those come to host in EDGAR, right? So a lot of data comes in, right, you know, from, from companies and filers. A lot of data gets disseminated to the public. So making sure that we're doing the right things in terms of the data being disseminated in a timely way, which is most cases actually, you know, instantaneous when the SEC receives it. It's posted out on sec.gov, all at the same time making sure that we're taking the appropriate steps to protect that data, both from an integrity standpoint, make sure that the data is accurate, and to you know, protect the interest of the filers and companies that are trusting us with their data. All of that in terms of people, process, technology, the folks that work on that every day, communicating with filers, communicating with the public, the technology that, that's used to do that is all really comprised of what we call the Edgar system. So I might think in terms of more of an Edgar capability because, you know, there is a significant people part of that when it, when it comes to interacting with other people, whether it's a filer or, or, or the public. There's certainly a lot of processing that, that happens in order to make that happen. And then, of course, we, you know, we rely on technology to help us. So it's, I think it's view it as more of a capability than, than, than a system, if that makes sense. Yeah. What are the challenges that have come with how the SEC thinks about the system, especially in the face of technology changes? You know, technology is constantly changing. How are you approaching the future of that system and sure. how it's working? So I think the mission needs of the agency aren't going to change, right? I mean, of course, they could change if, you know, whatever the administration and Congress opt to do, so that could certainly change. But assuming the, the mission of the agency doesn't change. So, so going back to providing investors information, enforcing the securities markets, capital formation, and providing data, which is the last part of the mission set, we're always going to need a capability to do that and to make sure that we're doing it in a, in a fair and secure way and to make sure people have that information. So, so as we think about the technology that and the way forward there, there's certainly opportunities. You know, So we talked about data implies storage, right? So, so looking in terms of how we can invest in the, the right storage capabilities, you know, with, with an eye towards cost, of course, but to make sure that it, me it meets our availability and performance requirements. So that's one area. Is there a opportunity to, you know, leverage a managed service to do that? Is, is there an opportunity to, to look at another capability to do that? So that's, you know, one, one example from a data standpoint. How users interact with the system, right? So understanding how users are querying and searching what their desires are, what their feedback is, is something that we, we take into account as we think about what, what the user interface should be. And, you know, oftentimes the user might be another automated query, right, from, from, from another system. So understanding what the data and particularly what the timeliness and volume requirements are from, from our user community, which are, of course, always growing, is an important thing for us to think about as we think about the system, the Edgar system. But also, we need to think about what, what the impacts are on our networks overall. When we think about bandwidth, you know, that's something with that, that also factors in there. And then how to make sure that we're always delivering a consistent user experience. So, so what, what are the capabilities that we can bring in to make sure that we are delivering a user experience that people expect? What have been some of the major differences that you've noticed 
in how government approaches technology compared to maybe what you've observed in the private industry? Yeah, I think a couple things to think about there. Different parts of government are going to approach technology in different ways. So when you think about the agencies that are comprise our research and development community, that they're going to tend to want to be on more of the leading edge and shape actually industry research and development investments. So be a bit more forward-leaning in terms of, of the adoption of what I would call almost bleeding edge, maybe leading edge technologies. Other agencies are, are going to be much more conservative if the requirement is to be up all of the time. And you know there's not a lot of tolerance for, for downtime or what I would call agile learning or iterative learning. You're going to be much more cautious about the technology services that, that, that you bring into the organization and, and leverage in the organization. Then there are agencies that, depending on, on what their mission needs are, make sure that we're tailoring technology solutions according to, the, to that risk profile. When you think about that, well, what does that all mean in, in the context of SEC? There's certainly an appetite in, in the agency for, for prototyping, right? So where are those things that we could prototype, make targeted, I would call learning investments, to see if there really is a return on investment for scaling a, a particular capability. When you think about what the people of the SEC do every day, that's in the analytics space, it's in the data management space. Where are those you know, investments that we should make to learn and determine what, what we want to scale? So being a little bit more leading, leading edge, I wouldn't say we're not bleeding edge at all here, right? But thinking about what those leading edge technologies are in, in a prototyping phase is certainly critical for us. There are other, other things that we're, we're going to want to be tried and true, right? I mean, availability and reliability is all. You know, we just touched on Edgar. So we're going to want to make sure that that system is up all of the time. You know, we, we're going to want to be kind of solid on the technology solutions there. And then our primary interface with the public is sec.gov. So we're going to make, want to make sure that, you know, we have, um, let's say tried and true, but well understood and tested technology that comprises that, that's, that's that key service to the public. Thinking about how you are going to move forward in your role, I know you're newly appointed. How do you think your time in the private industry and maybe in your role at DHS, how do you think that's going to inform how you think about moving the technology forward at SEC? Sure. First and foremost, it's always a focus on people. So, you know, whether it's our customers that, that, that work in, in the SEC, the public who, who are also our customers, so f- a focus on them. The other focus area when it, when it comes to people are, are the people that are delivering the message, are delivering on, on that mission, right? So that the services piece there. And you touched on it on technology. thing that's important there is that, you know, really what we're talking about here is change management. So, so how are we leading people through, through change, you know, to the next technology capability? Technology is going to continue to change. That's going to be, a, you know, certainly a constant. So, you know, the focus for, for me is working with our customers, and the folks, you know, within the CIO team that are delivering on that message to, to make sure that we're implementing that, that ability to change. So everybody thinks change is great, especially if it's for the other person. And everybody hates their technology up until the time we ask them to change out their technology. So there's a lot of reasons behind that. So working with our customers and building that trust that, you know, we, we can lead them through that change to the things that we need to bring in to the agency, whether it is cloud, whether it is analytics, whether it is machine learning, we need to change on the people that are delivering that, make sure they have the right knowledge, skills, and abilities. So focus on training for those folks and, and a focus on making sure that the, once they're trained, that they can go into jobs that they're able to utilize those skills. So tremendous partnership with, with our HR team, with an SEC to do that on the people side. And then 
we're going to do this with our industry partners. So, you know, tremendous partnership with our acquisition team to make sure that we're contracting the right ways. So, we're, you know, we're, we're bringing in those services and, and integrating the two to deliver those technology capabilities to our customer base, as well as, you know, providing the necessary training and change management to them to make them more effective, which, which is what this really is all about, is what are those key technologies that we need to bring in that are going to augment the agency? The chairman, I thought, as the work with the other commissioners on the on the SEC strategy between 18 and 22, you had you know, elevate the agency's performance through analytics and, and human capital, which makes you know terrific sense to me. So the work we're doing on technology with our with our partners, I think, really speaks to that goal. So that those are my focus areas. You know, just coming into the job. Cool. Did you ever think you would be at the SEC? I did not. <laughs> it's always an opportunity, right? So it was, you know, something that, that happened at, at the right time. So, you know, the SEC had a need and I was interested in, in filling that need. So, you know, it's, it's always good to take advantage of a target of opportunity. But if you had asked me two years ago, no, I wouldn't have thought so. But that, I mean, that's the benefit of being in the right place at the right time. I think that's pretty much how we all get to where we are, right? <laughs> <laughs> My final question if you look back on your role, maybe in the next five years, and you look back on it today, what would be what you would consider to be mission accomplished? So I'll come back to the to the change management piece. Have we, myself working with the folks that with within the SEC, have we implemented a consistent ability to execute change? So I think mission accomplished for for me in this role is to implement a consistent capability in, in order to always be able to move the agency forward to, to the next set of technologies that are really going to na- enable the agency to be consistently successful. David, thank you so much for joining us on GovCast. This was awesome. I was glad to learn more about the important work that the SEC does and how your previous roles kind of are informing how you approach your new role. Thanks. I appreciate it very much. And, and I really enjoyed talking with you today. GovCast is a production of Government CIO Media and Research. For more podcasts, head to governmentcio.com slash podcasts. If you liked what you hear, let us know by leaving us a review in iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. GovCast is produced by Amy Kluber. It is edited by Resonate Recordings. Theme music provided by Big Hoax. If you're interested in sponsoring a podcast, contact us at sponsor at governmentcio.com. 